All right, welcome to Let It Fly Show, day two in New York City. I am Michael Severe. Of course, he's Josh Jones. I'm going to go with Central High School first and then say go. Creighton Blue Jays. Every Jay. time, man. In order. That's in order there of you your go. life. Yeah. There you go. Day two here at the Conrad Hotel, five-star hotel. Yes, sir. Just off the river here in New York City, coming off of Creighton, knocking off Villanova, putting themselves in the semifinals versus Xavier. That Wait, game is a few hours ago. You know ago. what you forgot to mention? What I forget? The, the Twin Towers, the Freedom Tower, too. Well, we are. My room over in the Millennium okay. looks right over the Freedom Tower and the uh, where the two towers were. Oh, and yeah, I'm not yeah, lying, yeah. bro. Every time I open the window, I, I guess get, I'm just thinking about the side. I of get it. emotions, man. Yeah. I get it gets to me every time. I mean, I was a little kid in New York living in the Bronx when the second tower was unveiled. I remember, you know, working in Albuquerque when the towers fell. Dang. And it, I, it still still gives me chills looking at it. Uh, if you haven't ever come to New York to go see the site, Ground Zero, go to the two memorials, the Reflection Ponds, go to the museum. Yeah. Um, it's a huge part of our – it changed our lives. It did, yeah. It changed everything yeah. about it's the kinda, country. It's kind of awkward to ask people from New York about it, too. Yeah. You know. Um, Where were you when it happened? Yeah, I was in school. Yeah, I think I was, yeah. like, um, I don't know, middle school or – Elementary one or two, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Just a thought to come to mind. Yeah, man. man it's I, yeah. I. Every time I come here, I think about it, and yeah. uh, every time I go to a Mets game because Laguardia is right there, and the plane shadow flies over. Right, and I'm a lion. Every time I, it gives me like I get a little nervous. I know when the I, shadow I was goes over. In. Yep. I was nervous coming yeah, in. Yeah, get a little scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Obviously, little Let It Fly show, a big part of it is the Let It Fly show sports bar that's going to be opening the day before the College World Series gets underway. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We want to give props to Omaha Steaks. They're the ones going to be providing the wonderful food that you'll be able to get from the Let It Fly sports bar in the Capital District. Again, opening the day before the College World Series starts. So we're, we're really excited about that. And we're excited about tonight. Yeah. Creighton Xavier semifinals. Yep. They'll come up after UConn and Marquette. It should be fun, man. It really should. We saw we saw Xavier yesterday really yeah. struggle with the Paul. Right. I think um, you can hear me. Good. You stop messing with the microphone. Right, you good, man. man. You know I gotta adjust it. I don't want right. the you're mic right. to be all in my uh, you, face. You all right? You all right? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, yeah. I think this tournament has been very competitive. Oh man. yeah, big like time. Uh, for Xavier to play the Paul yesterday. Like I'm just a fan of great basketball, and when I say great basketball, I mean close scores. Sure, yeah. Sometimes it don't even matter who's playing well, who's mm-hmm. playing bad. I just thought for what that was yesterday, it was fun to watch. DePaul fought hard uh, despite being on the bottom half during the regular season. Yeah. For Xavier though, play against Creighton like that if you want to. Yeah, you lose. You be you ha- you be over that shadow going right back. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yep. You know. Yep. So yep. it's one of those things where um, it's exciting. You know, exciting to see them play against Creighton. Yeah. Uh, Creighton played lights out yesterday. Uh, it would be great to see that momentum again. I can't wait. Josh, so you, obviously, you're a younger man when you played for Creighton. But yeah. 9 o'clock starts. I'm going to tell you, bro, I'm 53 hey, nah, years old. Nah, we nah. got home. I got home at 1 a.m. Yeah. last night, and I was like, I'm tired. No, it, it, it's what not, is it when you're when you're a college no, kid? Well, no, before that, All right. I was tired too yesterday. Okay, good. Yeah, I hope so. No, no, yeah. it's not a young yeah. man. I'm I'm 33, man. Yeah. And, uh, it got about like that last four. First, it was that part of the game where like nobody scored. Oh yeah, like four minutes. My yep. God. Yeah, yeah. I started scratching and <laughs> ready to go, man. I had to go know? get some popcorn. Stay away. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just a time change. Yeah, yeah. But when I was younger or whatever, man. Um, I just remember being in that zone of the moment, and there was nothing. It, nothing mattered. The time of day, okay. Uh, the location where we're at. So eleven o'clock game, a.m. Nine o'clock didn't matter. Did not okay. matter right. when you're trying to get there, unless 
you went out the night before trying to hang out with you, I don't suggest you do. Yeah, you but and no, P. Allen uh, hanging out. Yeah, P. <laughs> Allen. Shout out my man P. Allen Sinet. Oh, uh, but no, um, I think um, I think the late game prime time. No big deal with the country, right? Uh, okay. Watching, no big yeah. deal, bro. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, last night, if you yeah. look at the the last Creighton Villanova game, yeah, and then this Creighton Villanova game, you know, they're antithesis of each other. Villanova got a, a lead that stayed around double digits against Creighton. They'd made a little bit of runs, but never get close. Creighton did the exact same thing to Villanova. They get the lead. Then all of a sudden, Villanova's got to kind of get out of their game a little bit. Right. And they got to the 20, dropped down to nine. But you really see it was – they learned. Creighton learned from the last Villanova game how to play against them. Yeah, I think it was uh, a lot of film. Yeah. And that I owe you one mentality. Sure. You know, like, I mean – Everything that Creighton did was out of confidence yesterday offensively. And then when they weren't hitting things, there were times where there wasn't a stretch, but defensively they picked up and accounted for it. So mm-hmm. I just like that's why I said I thought they played lights out, man. Um uh that Villanova, I think um I was shocked to see that um that Dixon, you know, like he he didn't shoot it as confident, he didn't shoot it as missed well. His first couple. There was a point in time where I felt like he hit did the back screen, popped out in the corner, hit a big three. They could have got some momentum or whatever. But uh Creighton just had their number last night. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff mattered. It was it was it was it was different to see. It was almost like they were like like has I don't know what it was. Like I I don't I mean you gotta credit Creighton for how well they yeah. played, but uh, you would have expected a better fight. I don't think Villanova plays well from behind. Yeah, I just think they're front runners, and they. I feel that in the first half, yeah. you know, they were like thirty percent shooting from three. Yeah, um, they shot a ton of them in the second half because yeah, they were right. behind, exactly. Which really isn't their game. As uh, yeah. remember, we were talking to Chris Walker yesterday, and he said that Villanova was one of the worst three point shooting teams in the country in terms right. of how many they take. Yeah, well, they took thirty last night. Exactly, that's not how they play. Right, and then also. Um, when they were trying to play bully ball inside, Creighton held their own. Creighton held their own. There was a point yeah. where uh, I think Justin Moore was trying to post up R2, mm-hmm. and uh, he just Moved his feet. Yeah, he moved his feet. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. and that's why I credit that to film. I mean, you're right. Villanova can't play well from behind. They don't shoot it well from mm-hmm. three. And if you play against a team like Creighton, you don't got a chance. And then last night, Creighton also won the Battle of the Boards, 36-30. Yep. Um, if, if they're going to win the Battle of the Boards and they're going to shoot around 45%, they're probably going to beat you, and that's what happens. So, exactly. Uh, good show for you today. We're going to talk to Sharif Mitchell. Finally. Uh, senior point guard. Of, people yep. don't get to hear him talk. Yep. We're going to chat with you know, him, that's of course. That's going to be cool. That's going to be cool. And Joel Lorenzi, who is the uh, great and beat reporter for the Omaha World. Is, yeah. Well, we'll chat with him as well. All coming up on the Let It Fly Show. All right. Time to talk to Creighton point guard Sharif Mitchell joining us here on the Let It Fly Show. Sharif, how you doing, man? And what was that feeling like? Like last night when all the Villanova fans were gone, it was just Creighton fans in there at the end. That must have felt nice. Well, first I'll say uh, thank you for having me. Thank y'all for having me on here. Appreciate uh, that. I'm doing good, but uh, yeah, man, it felt good to, yeah. uh, you know, see all the Villanova fans exit, leave the arena, especially after how they beat us last year yeah. in the conference championship. It felt good to kind of get our revenge back and kind of get them out of there and send them home. So yeah. it felt good. For, for people who've, like myself, like Michael, who've never done it, what is it like playing in the garden uh it's honestly surreal uh you know me being here for uh what four years now uh, this is my third time playing at master square so yeah very uh accustomed to it but it still doesn't change the fact that when you step on that court uh you know you you have players like michael jordan lebron all the greats playing on the arena you know it's like big time uh, basketball mecca so you know uh just playing on there being on there it makes you feel valued it makes you feel uh like the game of basketball is just like Showing love back to you Yeah for sure You know we cut through that back way They took us to this tower And you're walking by And they got posters Of fights from the 70s Yeah And then building part of the arena For the Knicks back in the 80s Yeah It's it's so much history to it 
as a young kid, did you know about Madison Square Garden, or was it when yeah, you got to Creighton question. and you knew the guys were in the Big East that you started knowing about it? I definitely say when I got to the Big East, when I first got to Creighton, uh, when I actually first stepped on the court, uh, I was just like looking around the arena. You know, you see the like concerts, like you said, yeah, fights. You just see sure. all the famous people yeah. that come in and out of Madison Square, and it's just kind of surreal. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's crazy to think of uh, being a kid from Omaha to yeah. uh, be at <laughs> from North Square. Omaha, bro. North Omaha. There you go. Yeah, come fact. on, North man. North Omaha, but, uh, fast, man. <laughs> but yeah, being a kid from North Omaha, you know, playing at Madison Square, uh, it's a dream come true, and it's crazy. And uh, I feel like every time, you know, I'm in the building, it just brings mm-hmm. it brings the kind of like an anxiousness out of you. Yeah. For um, question, I got for you. Uh, the point we're at, we're here, at Madison Square Garden. We in New York. Your your road to recovery was one thing, but we're now in this season. Kind of talk about the highs and the lows for you as a player. Um, a lot of people who watch you, when 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 we when we see you hit a shot, crowd goes crazy. Yeah, but there's a story behind that. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about like for you the journey and the the true emotions of being a reserve. Not playing as much as you want, playing a lot, hitting big shots, just all the different things to get you right here in the seat to talk today. Oh, uh, yeah. So I even go back to the end of my sophomore year. You know, when we make the Sweet 16 run, uh, that was a, a really big uh, stamp for the program of Creighton and what we were trying to build from that point on. And uh, leading into that summer, that's when I came down yeah. with my uh, fractured foot and I had to get surgery. Um, and then, you know, that took a real big toll on me mentally. Um, and then finally, when I recovered from that, I found out that I was having issues with my groin and uh, mm. hip, and I was like, able. How soon after? Uh, literally, like right after, right. like Man. a week after I, I was cleared to play. Yeah, literally a week, a week or two after uh, they said uh, that I actually I had a stress fracture in my pelvis, and so uh, you know it was very hard for me to hear that. And they told me I had to take uh, three to four months of rehab, uh, just you know being off my feet, and that really. Uh, it really hurt a lot, uh, you know, me uh, playing a big part in the Sweet 16 run and then uh, coming back to my junior year, I was really expecting for a big year, really uh, hoping to uh, help lead the guys, uh, you know, be there for them and, you know, just lead a, group, a, a new group into uh, a good season. And, you know, uh, not being able to be out there with them, it was hard. Uh, it was tough uh, for me, but I know they had a really good season still, obviously making it to the second round of the tournament. Uh but, you know, uh, for, um, my life, myself individually, uh, I knew I had rehab. I knew I had stuff I had to uh, fight through and get myself back to normal. I knew it wouldn't be easy. Uh, it was definitely days where I just didn't want to do it, where I wanted to quit. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I could really get through that because it, it just felt like rehab. It's just such a day-by-day thing. It feels like it'll never end. Mm. And so when you're going through that, uh, it could definitely be hard. But I think that's what uh, makes you. That's what molds you. And I think uh, coming off that, uh, it just made me want to work harder and harder. And I think, uh, you know, going into summer, uh, I had a really good summer and a really good preseason. Uh, was hoping, uh, like you said, for probably a bigger role than expected. But uh, sometimes you just got to uh, be yeah. cool where you're cool at and, uh, you know, uh, just be ready when your name is called. And, you know, the, fir- the first part, half of the season, you know, like you said, it probably didn't go my way. But, uh, you know, when my number was called, I feel like uh, I did a good job of staying prepared, staying ready. Uh, you know, and that uh comes with reps being in the gym. Yep. Uh, you know, not giving up on your dream and your hope. And so that's pretty much what I did and you know, leading up to where we are now, uh in March. Uh, you know, every game is a big game from here on out and so yep. just being more than ready, you know, when that when your time ter- when your time is up and your name is called and you know, just doing what you could do to impact one and that's all I think about when I'm out there. So proper preparation prevents poor performance. That's yes, six sir. P's, baby. The yes, six P's. Sir. I, I uh, understand, yeah. 
Sharif, I, was, I just had my knee uh, replaced two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with somebody about this. Rehope, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You get in your thoughts. You get, sometimes a little depression comes in. Mm-hmm. I, how did you deal with that individually, going through that part of the rehab? And at any point, do you think that it helped you mentally down the road? Because it, it does allow you to be able to kind of shore yourself up while you're doing that stuff. A uh, thousand percent. I'll say uh, one per, uh, well, the one sports system that's always been with me uh, is one first and foremost God, but secondly, uh, my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was really with me through the whole process. Uh, they definitely knew how I was feeling. Uh, they knew that, uh, you know, I I thought I had thoughts about, uh, like, you know, basketball. It was really something that, uh, you know, that was in my future for me. Uh, me and my dad had long talks about it. Uh, it was really hard, but uh, I, I'll definitely say a lot of prayer and, uh, you know, a lot of being appreciative for the uh, just being in this position I am and then having my family, uh, you know, remind me of the good things that are sometimes in life. I feel like when you uh, are in a situation like, you know, having uh, like surgery or injuries and stuff like that, you can always look at the negative side, but there's also positives to everything. And like you said, it definitely uh, made me stronger mentally. Uh, I think it helped me, um, you know, just, you know, uh, allow myself to persevere through uh, things that will happen and things will continue to happen in sure. life. But, uh, you know, it's how b- about how you respond to them. And I think I did a pretty good job of responding to it. And I think that's what really helps me uh, respond to difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it sounds like um, just your athletic career has matured you as a young man. Got to credit your mom. Got to credit your dad, you know, because just to hear you talk and to see the things that you went through, man, um, you you basically to me it sounds like yeah he's had negative times, yeah there's been some high times but you always stayed grounded no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, a high time, sweet sixteen people dream of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see how his face <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. when I seen that man, I I was just like man, like I was just so proud for the moment for you because mm-hmm. I know where you come from, um, which we can talk about down the line, but um, like. When you was going through that, like, was it game by game? Did y'all think y'all was that nice? Y'all got to, like, kind of talk about that tournament run. That was crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> li- literally, uh, so from the Big East uh, tournament, obviously, uh, we are, we, we should have won that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Facts. Was, ran to Georgetown team. That was pretty hot then. So uh, that was a tough one. But, you know, even going down to the uh, NCAA tournament, uh, we uh, everyone actually had us beat. Uh, oh, I know. To UCSB. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, 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 shot. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. there was a there was a yeah. really good team. Like no, no yeah. credit. It, to it's it's, it's one of them things like the, like the name is a name, but when you play against them, <laughs> yeah. it's like man, it yeah, they, nice. Yeah, they, that, that it was nice. It was nice, nice for sure. For yeah, sure, it was nice. So uh, <laughs> we knew we knew that we was in a battle coming in for the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I feel like. Uh, you know, when we f- was preparing for that game, we felt like a lot of people already was doubting us. Yeah. So we felt like it was really no pressure. Uh, and to, to your point, uh, thinking we was nice, uh, we definitely thought we was a lot better than what people was, uh, you for know, sure. putting out there. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to prove that uh, winning the first game. Uh, we knew we needed to win that first game to even, you know, go to the second game. Yeah. So it definitely was a game-by-game thing. But then uh, Ohio beat Virginia. And yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, so that kind of, like, made things a little brighter. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. It's chess. Like, yeah. You look across the whole board as a player oh, yeah. when the pl- tournament's going. I can feel Yeah, that. and yeah. so, you know, they upset Virginia. And, you know, at the same time, we, we feel good. But at the same time, they just beat a good Virginia team. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got to stay on our toes. Uh, 
got to be prepared for a good team that that's also ready to make it to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And so uh, from that point on, I think uh, we were all really just laser-focused, locked in. Um, for that second game, uh, they had a good player in Jason Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, make, slowing him down, making sure he doesn't uh, affect the game too much. And I think we did a really good job of that. And, uh, you know, then obviously uh, making it to the Sweet 16 for the first time in program history, uh, you know, that's a big-time deal. Uh, like you said, Josh, not a lot of people could say Man. they made it to the Sweet 16. And so, uh, who know. was hurt? Who was hurt? Wasn't somebody on your team hurt? Uh. Or somebody had to step up? Maybe it was a situation. I can't think of the situation. Mm. Whatever it was, it was like Arthur Columa's coming out party. Oh, he did. I think that's when I said, like, oh, he's NBA player. Okay. I, I think somebody was in <laughs> Oh, that was uh, last year. Last year. Against that was last year. Kansas. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everybody, Kansas, everybody was out. Got, but no, literally, that, okay. so that last year tournament, yeah, uh, I was out. Uh, R2 was out. Cock yeah. uh, was out. Yeah, yeah was like, that was last point. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad. No, you good, you good. Yeah, for sure. But no, like all those, having all those players out, uh, and then obviously... Uh, you know Trey yeah. had to step up, but like Play you said, point, Trey, yeah. right? Arthur and them boys stepped up uh, against Kansas. Uh, so no, nah, that was big time, man. Obviously, but going back to uh, the Sweet, Sweet 16, Sixteen run, yeah, yeah. Uh, against Gonzaga, um, Gonzaga at that point, I think they was undefeated. I don't even think they lost at that point, right? Right. Uh, they had like what five NBA, six they NBA did. guys. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, you can go down the line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we and we knew we knew how good they was, and I think we really was ready for it. But at the same time, that might have just been a matchup where they were just kind of more talented. More talented, more experienced. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, but even making it that far, playing against a team like that, who obviously made it to the championship and lost a, a really good Baylor team. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that just really, I think, shows uh, the grit of our team, how good we were. And, uh, you know, maybe if we didn't run to that Gizaga team, Probably could have final four. Could have probably sometimes even it's first. draw the luck. Yeah, it, it, luck. it really is just to draw the luck, and you know, For sure. uh, playing against that Gonzaga team, it really I think taught me a lot. Uh, yeah, about uh, you know college and where I want to be at yeah. uh, as far as my game yeah. and where I want to take it. And I think uh, you know, obviously making the Sweet Sixteen, uh, you definitely want to do that again mm-hmm. sometime in my future. And so I think that's something that we really want to do. Yeah, it was uh, this nice year and go further. It yeah, was good sure. for the city. Mm-hmm. Have you graduated? Uh, I have not. You have not graduated yet, but you are coming back next year after four the years. The way this COVID stuff is, everybody graduated. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you graduated soon. Yeah. For real. Why, why did you make that decision to say, I want to have that extra year? I want to keep it up. Uh, well, obviously, I got my medical yep. extra year back. And so uh, I just really want to take advantage of that year. And then, uh, you know, when I was going through everything with my injuries, uh, I feel like I just wasn't in the right space. Mentally, mm-hmm. and so probably taking a little lesser class uh, toll was probably oh, yeah. the best so for me. Oh, yeah, so you spaced it out. So I just spaced it yeah, out. Yeah, I did that when I registered. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So uh, I just spaced it out, uh, you know, following into my fifth year. And then, okay. you know, just make it kind of a little easier for the academic path and get my degree. How much did uh, going away to Sunrise, did that mature you at all? Did it? Did it? Because well, we were talking to R2 yesterday. He left home when he was 14. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that'd be like. But you you went to Burke, then you go off to Sunrise. How did that help you? Uh, it helped me in so many ways. Uh, it was my first time being away mm-hmm. from my mom and my family. Uh, it was difficult. Uh, there was definitely days where I just wanted to quit at Sunrise and just go back home. No uh, wanted to eat a home-cooked meal. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh, you know how my mama throw down. I know. But, yeah, just stuff like that, man. I, it was just hard uh, mentally. Like I said, it really took a toll on me. Uh, my grandmother was also sick during that time, and yeah. so uh, it was definitely tough for me to not be with her and the fam through all that. But I think it really, like we talk about persevering through stuff, uh, you know, Building that mental strength, and I think uh, Sunrise was something that definitely 
uh, built that mental strength and then even physically uh, putting on 25, 20 to 25 pounds. Yeah. Uh, that really helped me a lot to be ready for college, to be uh, ready for the physicality and the bumps that you take. Uh, and even the endurance of the season of a college, I think that's one thing that really uh, Sunrise prepared me for is the length of the season. Uh, you know, it's literally from June till April. Man. Right? Literally. And so, uh, you know, Sunrise has really uh, taught me so much about basketball, uh, you know, on and off the court, uh, gaining more knowledge for the game, uh, you know, being a gym rat and just uh, soaking up all the information you can so you could become a better player. Man, that's powerful, bro. Just talking to this, interesting. Yeah. yeah. What um, for me? Um, just getting on the bench mob. You know, you 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 got a game today. You got to win. Um, how do you feel about like the bench in general? Like, what from your perspective as a reserve, you play your role well. What is what like? Like, what's the what's the chemistry? What's the talk? Like, what's expected from you guys, like, beyond the standard mm-hmm. for y'all type of chemistry mm-hmm. coming off the bench? Uh, Well, you know, uh, like I like to say, like, me being a senior, I always try to, uh, you know, talk to the guys, uh, tell them what I'm thinking, and I always tell them, like, it may sound cliche, every coach say, but you really do got to stay ready because yeah. you never know when your number will be called. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm reiterating that and then, you know, really giving energy for the guys that's out there because, yeah. uh, you know, they look over here. They they know when we're celebrating. They know, uh, you know, yeah, you write about that for them and stuff like sure. that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I want to be them be able to know that we're cheering for them. You know yeah. that you know we locked in just as the, how they locked in on the court. You know, we want to win this game just as bad as they want to yeah. win the game. And so, you know, really just being there for the uh, starters and uh, being there for the guys that's on the court and when they're right. on the court, making sure that uh, we giving them the energy so that they can keep pushing through. Uh, you know, obviously a long game basketball can be tiring, but. I feel like if you hear people on the side cheering for you and uh, trying to encourage you to keep going, then I think that would definitely help yeah, you. Yeah, I got to follow up to that mm-hmm. real fast. Um, to those, and even sometimes we've had talks like during the season where we felt like, especially with you, there was times where we talked about how like with your seniority by experience and your talent and your role and the things that you can do, that like if you can do certain things, more or if other guys can do things more how do how do i mean this is 2023 so everybody see comments and things and message boards and all that how do you guys navigate and deal with some of the flack that you guys may get as the reserves on sometimes not doing what the expectations of what can help the team win Mm -hmm. uh versus um from a fan's perspective which I, I know the answer to that. You don't yeah. really want to listen to that. Yeah. But just in general, like, the flack from the expectation of you guys as a reserves, like, doing more. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you handle that? What do y'all talk about? Uh, You know, I just try to tell the guys, uh, you know, don't try to, one, you obviously, like you say, can't listen to the outside. Right. Uh, once you listen to the outside, it gets an inside, and then, you know, it's over. Not, you're not, yeah, mm-hmm. you already defeated from them. So I just try to tell the guys, man, like, you know, you really just got to take it game by game. Every game ain't going to be the same game. One game, you know, you could hit five things. Next game, you might go over five. So, I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, You know, you really just got to find that balance. Uh, Like we talk about finding that median and just, uh, you know, just being out there and impact winning as much as you can. And, uh, you know, and whatever, you know, stats, whatever comes with it, it comes with it. But, uh, you know, you just can't, uh, like I said, can't get too high, can't get too low with it. Uh, just stay ready. 
And I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all yeah. you can do I, from a I can I can relate to that because I feel like um I, I wanted to hear you uh hear you say what you said because you essentially are explaining that you have bought into your role and doing whatever it takes to win. You know, like it's it it just says the, the the maturity about you. And I know how from a perspective, I mean, you're looking at a guy who started sixth man, seventh man, eighth man red shirt and retired mm -hmm. <laughs> in a college career. Um, but for you just to see, like, I don't even consider your, this year for you, like inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I think that like, uh, you have done, you have done whatever coach Mac has asked you to do. And there's, has been times where there was things that you were asked where it could be frustrating, but essentially I'm hearing you say that you have gaze, the other guys advice on if you just play your role and buy into this, it works out for the greater mm -hmm. good. Yeah. You know, and, and I respect it, that. Yeah, and it really does at the end of the day because yeah. it, it uh, produces winning, you know, produces, yeah. uh, you know, everyone being happy in the locker room and it, it just brings off good vibes and everyone. Right. It builds team chemistry, yeah. team camaraderie, and then, you know, you, you can make these deep runs how yeah. we want to make it. Right. Shreve Mitchell joining us here on Let It Fly Show. I asked R2 yesterday, does he remember the first time you ripped him in practice? Because I know you ripped him. You ever ripped him? He said he, said he hadn't been ripped by you. I, 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 I poked him. He finally admitted yeah. that he had been. Is there somebody you've had to guard, whether it be on your own team in practice or in a game that, that was – they were so nice you couldn't rip them? Uh, hmm. I'll definitely give R2 his props. He definitely – He, he does them. protect the ball. He doesn't <laughs> turn it over much. R2 got a, he got a string on the ball, so I yeah. definitely got to give him that. Uh, right. You know, he definitely take care of the ball. If I say one player, mm, if I'm being honest, no. Uh Trey, I'll say Trey in practice. Yeah. I like to go up against Trey. Uh, Trey is a very high-level shot maker. Yeah, he looks like he can be ripped, but it's hard to yeah, rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his arm's so long, yeah, you think yeah, you can get up. to it, you yeah. can't. But, yeah. um, Trey, Trey and R2 definitely up there. But Trey mm -hmm. definitely is a great shot maker. Uh, it could definitely be hard to kind of. I think you made Marcus better him. in practice. Oh, Because no. that was back when we were being able to go to practice. Mm -hmm. And you always would get him a couple times in practice. And I think that taught him, I got to protect this ball. Man. No, definitely. I think it, I think he even, we even talk about it sometimes. He's like, man, like, I'm like happy like that. Uh, mm -hmm. yep. Practice went the yep. way they did. Because like it made me, it just made the game so much easier. Because, yeah. you know, you don't really see a lot of defenders right. who just. Picking up like that and yep. just you know exactly. trying to influence the ball handler to yeah. things that they don't want to do. That's real. Who, yeah. So I want to hear about two levels at Sunrise and now in college. Who's one of the most premier or best players you've ever played against? I'll say in prep school. When I was in prep school, I'm trying to think who I played against. Mm. He was so focused on trying to get to college. No, literally. literally. <laughs> literally. You guys played against so many kind of all-star kind of teams. Oh, uh, literally. Yeah, yeah. Were some of the guys that, like, now, like, uh, um, Buddy from uh, Kansas, was he there when, when you was there? Or he? Uh, so, actually, no. Uh, do y'all know Chan Shannon? Yeah, I do. He, he, was, at, I do. Uh, he was at IMG yeah. when yeah. I was there. We played against him. Yeah. Okay. He, had, he had, like, 30 on us. Man. Yeah, he was big you time. Rip him? Uh, nah, nah. <laughs> but I was actually, but uh, do y'all know Lester Quizno? Uh, he used to go to Memphis. Okay, Lester Quizno. So I probably had to look him up. Yeah, he was on that team. No too. shade, bro. <laughs> but nah, he was he was a really good. He was a four star player, five star player. I For think sure. he was a really good player. Uh, I'll say them was probably one of the. Uh, Terrence Shannon was probably the best player I played against in prep school, and then in college, uh, man, uh, I was actually telling coach the other day. Uh, how it was crazy how I was guarding Austin Reeves. Yeah, uh, that is crazy. Uh, you know, and he really, like, assigned me on Austin Reeves. And yeah. I felt like I did help my own against him. 
And uh, when you look at what he's doing now at the Lakers, yep. it's kind of crazy to uh, think yep. about how defending him. So I definitely say uh, a person that I, that kind of sticks out to me when I think of that is Austin, Austin mm-hmm. Reeves. Let's That's wrap that. up with the game tonight. Um, boom, in the first game, went off. Mm-hmm. Second game, you guys had his worst game of the I think he only had two points, mm-hmm. one of five shooting, something yeah. like that. What's the key to tonight against Xavier? Uh, one, I want to uh, credit R2, R2 yeah. uh, for that second game because he definitely did a hell of a job on Sule Boom. Uh, making sure uh, he was in his rhythm. And I think uh, that would be another key factor today mm-hmm. is uh, making sure he's not comfortable on the court, making sure that uh, we make his life difficult. And then everyone, I think if we can play kind of the same brand of basketball we played yesterday mm-hmm. uh, for 40 minutes, I think uh, we'll be fine. Uh, obviously, them not having free mental yeah. is a big uh, yeah. loss for them. So, you know, that changes things up of our scheme. But, uh, you know, it doesn't change the f- – the way we want to play and the way, uh, you know, how we want to dictate the game. And so I think uh, if we could slow down Sule, boom, and, you know, not let others uh, impact one and not let others, you know, uh, get a good game on us, then I think we'll be just fine. And I think uh, we'll see ourselves in the championship. Nice. Yeah, uh, I think just a comment or add to what you said, I think watching Xavier and watching boom is one of those things where when everything is discombobulated, he go gets he exactly, gets the, exactly. in his hands. He's a leader. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with that, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, man. Definitely. Brief, we appreciate it, man. Good luck tonight. Yes, yeah, I appreciate and keep y'all, representing. Yeah, sure. And I, I yeah. would like to be invited over to get some of that. Your mom's oh, food. Yeah, I'm I'm just, I mean, you just you hey. pumped it up pretty good. Yeah. I'm from New Orleans, man. Yeah. I got a high level oh, of, yeah. of food. And just to let you know how I know. Yeah. Because I know he said I know. Yeah, yeah. So when I played for Creighton, we kind of like family. Yeah. Like his dad and my older cousin. Grew up together. Uh-huh. And so I essentially wanted some um, advice and a direction, and his dad kind of guided me. Oh, nice. Played at Cincinnati. Yeah. Went to Alvin, UNO. Uh-huh. Went to Burke. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Legend. Uh, but um, I stayed with him when I played my, was it my junior year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, my whole junior yeah. year. And, and his auntie, That's when you too. put that weight on. Yeah. yeah. His auntie. His auntie. Auntie. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm like family. Yeah, yeah that's you know? cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, again, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate thank you, man. Good luck thank tonight. You. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Yeah, Truth had a good time. Yes, sir. All right, now the time to talk to the uh, the coolest scribe over at the Omaha World. He just be chilling. He, cover, he covers <laughs> Now you dissing my coworkers, bro. Well, everybody else left, bro. Um, so here's your deal. Well, Lorenzi joining us here. Craven Beat Reporter. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, let it funny. fly, show. What's happening, man? How you doing? What's going on? Good, good man. Good. How New York treating you, man? I, I, you fit. I bet you fit in well in this city. Oh, I love New York. I, I mean, my my people were from here originally, so um, every time I come, it's like I feel like I'm at home, bro. I mean, I'm from Chicago, which yeah. ain't too too far off in terms of culture and, yeah, yeah. and you know population and, and, and all and that confidence. Yep. So confidence. So every time I come here, yeah. I mean, the, even the hotel I'm staying at now, like it's just so dope to walk around. I, I know it's not like. The Bronx or something, but like sure, to yeah. walk around and just see New York people interact with them and yep. uh, go. You go every block; it's some good food. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I love it here. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't your first time, is it? No, no, no. I, it's probably I've been probably between like five to ten times. I oh, couldn't tell you exactly. So you've been here, been here. Yeah, for sure. It's my second time. Yeah, this is my really? favorite city by far. I, everywhere in the world, word. This is my favorite city. You know, I'm food, not mad at that. the combination of the food. And I, I, I told you this before. I have an yeah. appreciation yeah. of the immediacy that New York City people Yeah, he feel. was saying that on the way they, here. They need to be someplace, and they don't care if you're in the way. No, they need to they be going. someplace. You know, they're nice in Omaha, and people let you go. No, 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 no. Yeah. We're in a hurry here. Yeah. And they make sure you hey. know they're in a hurry. I got no problem with that, because hey. I believe in immediacy. <laughs> hey. I've been telling my two boys for years, let's go. Right. Hey, I have I, a New York I, style type to, of mind. Let's yeah. go. Not trying to be funny. I was. Uh, I took the subway earlier. Yeah, me too. And um, I took the, the two train. Yeah, and there was this lady... Or whatever. I mean, she was all about 
just a guess, at least 70 something. Mm-hmm. Man, she said, if you don't get your ass out of my way, <laughs> that's New York. I'm like, that's New York. All right, man, I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> and I moved too, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we chatted back in Vegas and uh, talked about the team, and mm-hmm. you had a certain expectation then. Obviously, Carpenter was out. Yep. Man, this season's been so weird with the roller coasters. What's yeah. it been like for you? How do you look back to Vegas and then think now, uh, one game away from the final of the Big East tournament? What, what, what's, what's your feel? You know, it, it, it's so interesting because, like, you can't really, if you want to pick a word to summarize the season, like, mm-hmm. you could probably find one like roller coaster or something cheesy, but, like, there's really no, you can't put two words to describe the season. I'll tell you I that. Can like, that. Yeah. Like, I can dig that. I mean, it's adjective proof. To go, like, <laughs> I, I, I sat next to Bob Ryan yesterday, oh, nice. thing, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, I, Grant, I don't think he watches a ton of Big East basketball these days because he's, yeah. like, super beyond that. I mean, yeah. he was, like, a legend. And so, um, like, we're talking through some of the stuff that's going on in the game. Um, and I'm trying to, like, explain to him, like, yo, like, this Creighton team, I mean, they were top ten in the preseason. Yeah. And then they right. lost six straight, three of them right. without their best player. Then they win, like, eight or nine straight. Yep, yep. And then they lose. Um, it seemed it seemed heavier than it was because they fouled a contention for the Big East, but they lost Marquette and Villanova in a row. And, yeah. and then people were down on them again because mm-hmm. those were two, I mean, what Marquette. Must win games. Yeah, because. And they should have won the Marquette game. Sure, yeah. I and, mean, come on. Yeah, they definitely should. Uh, so, the way they lost that game and then, you yeah. know, the bounce back game getting spanked the way they did. Yeah, yeah. It was like people were like out on them again. So it's it's it showed who I mean, and it, this comes with the NBA too and you know, judging prospects and whatnot, like you have to stay consistent probably with your takes and your evaluation because um like while a team like North Carolina like completely fell off the map, right? Yeah. Like Creighton Creighton is back where I think people thought they would be. Maybe not top ten caliber, but right. In similar range, yeah, and it's you've had to take in so many factors and, and you know consider everything and it in general considered this is the Big East, right? And now we're back. I think we're yeah. Mm-hmm. We Honestly, they would be they win the Big East tournament. They're probably a four seed. Would maybe you, would you agree with that three seed maybe three four three I can four see, seed? I can I see an opportunity at a three. I can see if I they, they, they would have to be a four seed. I think because I think Xavier is probably on the exactly. four line. I would assume yeah. they would. I say off. possibility at a three, but a four. Seed. But if I'd have told you that to be in the season, that wouldn't have been a disappointment. No, no would it? No, they, I don't no. think it would have been. And that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, They're so right I mean, where they need to be. Yeah. At this three point. Seed, I think people would have taken the three seed. I think people might have been overzealous and be like, "No, nah, they they should be a two seed." But now mm-hmm. three seed is, I, th- I think, right? It's, there, it's, yeah. it's the, fair good spot. Yeah, considering. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, buddy, mine and I were arguing over whether Greasel or Sharman's a better player, right? Who oh, fits better? Okay. We we've been having this argument look at for a year, for a year and a half, right? So, and I I like the strength that that Greasel has. I like the physicality, you yeah. know. Um, he'll back you know, he'll bully ball you guy. Not the shooter, obviously, that Baylor Sherman is. But has Baylor been what you expected him to be this season, the way he's incorporated himself, his game? I think so. I, I'll say this about Greasel. I haven't watched Nebraska a ton, mm-hmm. but it's hard. It's kind of hard to compare them because of different circumstances, right? Like Greasel, um, a top two option on a power five team. Baylor, not so much. He's probably like borderline, like a top three option. Yeah. But yeah. he definitely fits a role, whereas Greasel kind of has to shoulder some stuff yeah. way yeah, more than he fact. does. That's fact. Uh, and in terms of his fit, in general, Charman, that is. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know what people expected. I think there were different. I think people f- thought he'd be a more natural shooter. Like, sure. You know, 20 a game, five or six threes. Like, that's what people expected. He is on super high volume, though. Yeah. So it's, it's harder to be efficient yeah. there. Um, and I will say, like, at South Dakota State, he was like a more pick and roll, more ISO, like, right. really carrying their offense, like, right. like on some Harden type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
now it's like he he has to assume this you know third playmaker role, um, get a shot when he can. He has a green light, but it's not like yeah. he's coming down pulling everything right. Right. And so um, I think some people saw you know Alex O'Connell leave, and they were like, hopefully he's a seamless fit. Different defenders, yeah, uh, probably similar shooters, but different athletes too. Um, so people who maybe hadn't watched either one or the other closely probably thought it would be a seamless fit. Yeah. But they were going for different things there. Yeah. Um, and then maybe some people were like, you know, I watched Rocky back in the day or, yeah. or whoever, and so were like, maybe he could fit that role of just right. the superficial shooter. And those guys are all different. I think Baylor has lived up to what he's supposed to be. I mean, you look at last night yeah. in terms of being that third playmaker. Yeah. I mean, there's nights where he could have nine assists. I mean, he flirted with a triple-double in the garden. Like, yeah. that's, right. that's wild to me. I think uh, yeah. that was one of his better games. For sure. Here in Creighton, sure. despite not shooting the ball crazy. I mean, he hit shots that mattered. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the idea of what Baylor could have always been. It w- I don't think he was supposed to be this team's first option ever, um, but as a top two, top three almost nice and doing what he does, passing the ball, rebounding. I mean, the rebound yeah, in sure. this league, that level of physicality, the way he rebounded the ball, I, th- I think – He's probably met expectations. And he held up defensively when they tried to post him up. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. talked about Got that the first time, yeah. but after that, he held up. Yeah, for sure, because sure. Villanova is one of those teams where across the board, guard to guard, like, Creighton really just can't bully them like that. But last night, they mm-hmm. couldn't bully Creighton like that. Personally, I think that sometimes you make and look at Baylor Shireman like he seemed like the first option sometimes because he plays such a complete yeah. game. He rebound the ball. He make assists, like you said. As far as his threes, his percentage could be higher, but he take them from 35 sometimes. <laughs> he take them deep threes. Yeah. But, like, it's just credit to his confidence in his game. I mean, mm-hmm. if I got to think personally who's better, I agree with you. I think you really can't compare him. But if I had to take one, I think I would take Baylor mm. for the simple fact that I feel like um, – it's, it's almost like – and this is like a, a, a poor uh, – um, comparison, but would you rather have KD or LeBron? It's Me? like you, K- I'd have KD. You see what I'm saying? Now <laughs> well, look, well today, exactly. Well, sure. today, sure. Well, I don't want to talk about this. No, we were talking no, about Baylor, no, Simon, no, and Sam Green. No, I don't want to bring up but KD you, but and you get LeBron. My point, Respectfully, though. I'm sorry. But, but, hey, Top seven but, offensive hey, players in the world. Yeah, but you ever. get my point though. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like yeah. it's like they do different things. Sure, they're capable of the same thing. And they but, are they are different players. But what one lacks, the other one picks up, and vice versa. So I don't know how we got on that tangent, man. And you know, because I'm arguing with my buddy on DMs. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you can look at it this way, too. Could could Sam fill the role that, that Baylor Ooh. is right now? Probably not. Could Baylor fill the role that Sam Ooh. is? I don't know. I think a little more, though. I think he could set the table over there, but I mean, um, they do need Sam's physicality true, a lot of times, too. But Baylor is a dog. And for, for sure. me, I think that coming from where he came from and being the leader on some Harden type shit, like you said, like... I think he could go there and do that. I'm not saying he'd do it to that magnitude. It'd be a different look to it. I yeah. think Sam be lifting, bro. You see that boy's shoulders? Man. He'd be, he'd bully ball people down. In the- so yeah. it would be interesting. That'd be, he, can't, that'd be interesting. he can't shoot as well. He I never thought well. about that. That's yeah. a cool debate, though. What do you? What do you, We talked a lot about the bench. We even did back in Vegas. Mm. Farabello and Miller. They got some nice minutes last last night. Yeah. They only got six points, but you know, gave them the minutes. What do you think about how the bench is the last couple of games? You feeling any better about them than I did back then? Yeah. Probably. But how um, do you feel about them now? Respectfully, I still, uh, I still feel like there are scenarios down the line. Maybe even today, I don't know. Uh, probably not against Xavier because they don't go super deep no, either. No, uh, no, they don't. But they down fifty-one to, points from three players at, with six minutes left in the game. <laughs> <You know what laughs> <saying? So, laughs> That's crazy. So down the line, I think there's a team 
a Houston, a Kansas, somebody that goes to Texas, somebody that goes deep um, that could give them some problems. Mm. UConn's deep. Yeah. Um, definitely sure. deeper than crazy. They got the highest ceiling in this league right now. I probably agree. And so the thing is, um, it it just puts so much pressure on the starting five to be damn near perfect. I mean, I thought they played a very complete game yesterday, probably their most complete yet. And that's yeah. what allowed them to pull away. And Villanova still came with the right. nine because it is the nine. big East. That's because there was no yeah. bench to do you know to make to, to, yeah, to hold that separation. That. I respect and so, that. So um, I think a team that goes deep could really give them some problems still mm-hmm. because, I mean, you look at, I think Fred maybe played three minutes, he picked up like a foul, and yeah. then after that it was For like, sure. okay, Kalkburner has the stamina to play this whole game, just play him. Yeah. Right. Um, Farabello made it three, but and he's mostly sound, but like you see like the shots he passes up or uh, a turnover here and there. I think he gave them their first turnover. Yeah, is it um, fair to say that you think, uh, so from what the bench did against Villanova was just like, you know, just like the the Parmesan cheese on the salad, the icing on the cake. Like it didn't really add. I mean, it helped because it bought something. But the the nucleus is obviously the I starters. Don't, I don't think it like, hurt them as much as it had, it had earlier in the year. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know if it was super net positive, but yeah. Um. It definitely their bench is not hurting them as much as it has earlier in the year. I think they've all found ways to kind of you know fixate in their roles and and amplify what they do. I mean, even Reef has given good minutes in the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that. And I think uh, I think what I've most been impressed with, and this is a guy I talked about a lot early in the season because the staff was high on him, but Mason Miller has probably given the best yeah. minutes off the bench. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, dude, I, I watched him shoot. Somebody in my comments was like, oh, the, the next the next great Creighton shooter. I'm uh-huh. like, you know, like the, the, how fast he got that three off? I'm like, yo, they he, might be right. Might I don't be know. Right. It's yeah. probably a, line, a little yeah. line drivers to it a little bit. A little, yeah. It's one of those arc. things where, like, um, I think with Mason – He's there. You can see what he can be and what he's becoming into. Sometimes mm. I think when he's out there, he's out there to kind of space the floor and take the shots. So he pass them up sometimes sure, yeah, yeah. a lot. Uh, yesterday was huge. Uh, he took he 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 had an early heat check. He made one, missed one. But I think that Mason will be. I mean, it's hard to say a Ragi, but like that's yep. his role, bro. Yeah, like, he's gonna shoot it a lot. But more athletic, guys are gone. Yeah, more he's, athletic. He can put the ball on the floor a l- this much. He's gonna stick around. I mean, yeah. and the thing with him, I think he's gained confidence over the I mean, think back to the, the early stint, like the non-conference. Like, he wouldn't even put the ball on the floor. He might have – you could count on your hand how, yeah, how many dribble drives he had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so now I think he's getting yeah. more comfortable. He knows angles and, and spaces he can tap into, what gaps to attack. Um, and I think yeah. as soon as he adds more to that, maybe gets – Enough of a handle to where he could go one, two dribbles to the rim. I mean, at the rim, you mentioned it. Nobody got lift like him. So he's long kid, um, yeah. right? He, he's going to be a good player, I think, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you've seen the strides this year yeah. to where he could at least give them some solid. Yeah, he's finish. got the most upside towards the future. Out of the bench, and, yeah. Out of the bench. What happens tonight? What happens tonight? Mm-hmm. I I feel like Creighton has had Xavier's number. I'm I'm going to be honest. I I was sitting courtside at the Xavier game last night, and it, the Paul. Yeah, and it took Kobe Jones being the best player on the floor by yep. far to to yeah. take over and, and yeah. win that game. Um, yeah. Now, granted, DePaul, I think DePaul isn't as bad as people yeah. might think. No, there was yeah, a right. sizable gap between DePaul and Georgetown at the bottom of yeah, the conference. Yeah, there is. I think when DePaul got Nick Ungenda back into the fold, like, yep. dude changed. I mean, you saw he got Cockburner in foul trouble when they played in Chicago. Yeah, early, That's like yeah. one of the few dudes I've yeah. seen exactly. do that. Do that. I, Nobody else got him in foul trouble. He's right an athletic there. specimen. Yeah. He's, he's special for them, you know, yeah. on the backside. Like, yeah. he really helped them. And they almost, they should have probably beat Xavier. Yeah. But, but Xavier is good in those tight games. They, they're they obviously a, a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And so I think um, 
Everybody wants to say, oh, yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, you can assume that, right? Because, yeah. I mean, the last time they played, I think, in, in Cincinnati, it was like an all-star game, basically. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I don't know, man. I, th- I think uh, it should be easier on Creighton as long as they play remotely like they did yesterday. Right. It should be easier on them because you look at Freeman who played in both of their right. matchups, mm-hmm. which is obviously he's a game-changer. Yeah. And not to say that Xavier suddenly is falling off because he can't play because they right. handle business with him out. But um, it makes it easier on Creighton – the way to de- deploy Kalkbrenner yeah. because now okay. he can sag Hunter. You could put him on Hunter. Yeah. And you can sag him virtually the whole yeah. game because he's a, a complete non-shooter. Yeah. And so it just makes it easier to roam freely. And uh, it's definitely not the defensive situation um, that, you know, yesterday was in terms of how Dixon stretches the floor. I mean, you got to worry about individual talents. Sule Boom, you got to hold him to what they held him in Omaha. Two. You got to worry about Kobe. <laughs> yeah. You know what That's I'm saying? That's going to be hard in the tournament. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He looked good last night when he when he needed to. When he needed yeah. to make shots, For sure. he kind of brought them back. He's a the great ball. player. Right. Yeah. Last thing for me, Um, so who do you think Creighton would rather play? Who do you think they should rather play? UConn or Marquette? Marquette. Mm. I, I think the mold of teams that they don't like, I think UConn fits that. Um, mm. Depth. Physicality. I mean, I, I, I can't emphasize enough physicality with UConn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sonogo. Yeah, and shooting on their best days. I think Sonogo. Granted, Kalkbrenner defended him pretty well in Omaha, but like Sonogo got off in, yeah. in Connecticut. Well, he's got yeah, a chip on his shoulder yeah, every time yeah. he sees Kalkbrenner. You know, and all so, the bigs do. Yeah. yeah, and and Hawkins makes things tough. Um, as yeah. a movement shooter, you know, come tight off screens, yeah. draws fouls because he always kicks out the, the stuff he does. They're they're a tough team to deal with, man. And I think not to say Marquette isn't because I've liked Marquette more than a lot of people. I think I mean mm-hmm. that, the offense is like yeah unguardable. But I I thought yeah that's Ty- Tyler Kolick, man. Yeah, you gotta give him that credit. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at their their series. It's hard to view that that first game yeah uh, objectively because Kalkbrenner didn't play right. Um, but the second game. Creighton should have won that, man. Yeah. That was on them. They lost that game themselves. For sure. Um, and I think if there was a rematch in a neutral setting, yeah. I could see Creighton beating them. But UConn, UConn's been the heavy favorite this week here. And I, I yeah. can see why, especially if they play a team like Creighton. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't they top in, like, offensive rebounds in the country or something like yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. They're, and they're a top, whatever, 15, 20 offense and defense. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. They, I think my they fit la- the mold for going on a run in the tournament. For yeah, sure. my, my last thing is – um. Yesterday's win, was that accredited to a great offense or excellent defense? I think both. It was their most complete. I, the streets are calling it their most complete game all season. And I, I think streets. I have to agree because, <laughs> um, I mean, you you look at dude, they came out firing. They went up, yeah. what, like uh, nine, points nine points early? Mm-hmm. Nine points. And so uh, the shot making was there. Yeah. Because I, I, it feels like in games like that, tight games or even – Competitive games, remotely competitive games, they either are doing really well on defense and kind of got to make up for it on offense, or they're doing really well on offense, kind of got to make up for it on defense. Right. But yesterday they came out firing, and even when they go, I don't know, they they miss six shots in a row over yeah. like a Nobody four minute scored. stretch. Nobody scored. Nobody for that scored. Whole four yeah. yeah. And so they didn't. Then they start getting stops. Yep. So it's like you supplement one with the other. Um, I thought that was the most complete game they played. And you look across the stars; they all scored at least twelve. Yeah. Like, it was. I mean, I thought there wasn't a better – you couldn't – if you're Greg McDermott, you couldn't ask for a better 24 minutes of basketball to start. It was as close to perfect as you're going to get, so. No doubt. Joe, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming always, on. Man, always, man. You always Coolest scribe. Yeah. That's well, I appreciate that. that, that. <laughs> you the man, bro. Yes, sir. Love y'all, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Joel for coming on with us. All right, predictions, 9 o'clock start. Creighton is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Xavier.
My first prediction is I'm going to go to sleep and take a nap. <laughs> Before predict, the game? Yeah, I'm going to predict that first. Okay, all right, all right. And then actually when the game starts, man, yeah. I think uh, I think Creighton got him by seven. Okay, I think touchdown. Gonna, all right. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a tougher game than what it can actually be. Yeah, Creighton is watching all the film. I heard they didn't even do a shoot around today. No, they more film work. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Uh, but this is tournament time. I think boom uh, is a leader of that team for Xavier, and Creighton's going to will their way, but he's going to lead them. Oh yeah, well I think I think he's got you know R two shut him down last time they played one of yeah. five for two points. That's been in his mind. He's going to be coming back at them. He's going to play well. But I just don't think Xavier has enough score. No, they don't. Um, The game had to be in the 60s, I think, for them to win. I think the game gets in the 70s, maybe low 80s for Creighton, and Creighton's up winning the game. So understand that. One special thanks to Herdette, of course, Pat Safford, who is producing and putting this whole thing together, Phil McClain for booking all the guests as well, and as always, special thanks to Omaha Steaks uh, for making all of this possible. The big thing is, thanks to Sharif Mitchell and yeah, Joel Lorenzi sure. as well for coming on with for us. Sure. We appreciate them out. And again, Omaha Steaks always makes a great gift. I don't care if it's a birthday, if it's Christmas, this summer, St. Patrick's Day, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> Give steaks. People will love it as well. Yeah. If Creighton wins the night, we're back tomorrow with another pregame show as well. We'll give you a little something on social media and reaction after the game tonight as well. Josh, take us away. Hey, I'm Josh Jones with my man Michael Severe. You know how we do it. It's the Let It Fly Show. <laughs> <laughs>